Thanks for listening to Marketing B2B Tech, the podcast from Napier where you can find out what really works in B2B marketing today. Okay, so today my guest uh, on Marketing B2B Tech is Adrian Toby. Adrian is the CEO of Groundhog. Um, Adrian tells me that Groundhog does cool things. And one of the things that uh, Groundhog is doing at the moment is developing a WordPress plugin um, that enables uh, low-cost marketing automation. So welcome, Adrian. Thank you for having me on, Mike. Uh, Pleasure to be here. Great. Do you want to tell me just a little bit about what uh, Groundhog is doing and, um, uh, you know, how you'd position the product? Yeah, so uh, I come from a background in digital marketing and marketing automation, mainly from the Infusionsoft community, if you're familiar with uh, the Infusionsoft CRM, now now known as Keep, uh, colloquially. And I used to be an Infusionsoft certified partner. I was a certified partner for about three years, and I spent three years prior to that uh, just did the digital marketing industry in general. Over that time, uh, I have worked with a significant number of small businesses, both uh, in Canada and in the United States, some in Europe, uh, developing campaigns in Infusionsoft and WordPress websites and integrating those two platforms, mainly through Another plugin that I, I produce called Formlift, which is a WordPress form builder. And over time, uh, Infusionsoft got more and more cumbersome for your typical small business owner to actually deploy effectively. So, I mean, that's great for agencies because, you know, that gives them a reason to be on retainer if the small business can't necessarily use it themselves. They have to go to an agency. And then that agency is basically their digital marketing team for the most part. And that was kind of our business model. Uh, the problem with that is that as the agent, you know, it's good for the business and it's like kind of good for the agency, but it's not a very scalable operation since you're, ta- you're, you're technically just like a, a higher cost employee at this point. It's not, it's not a product. And I eventually just ended up, I, I, I thought to myself, I really want to get out of this game and, and and there's no way that we can hand off Infusionsoft to these small businesses because it's just they they can't handle it uh, so there has to be an easier way and that's kind of where we started to look at okay so what's the viability of just shoving the needed parts of a CRM like Infusionsoft or ClickFunnels or ActiveCampaign just into WordPress because the vast majority of our of our small business clients were able to deploy WordPress pretty effectively themselves make content changes and build pages and, you know, share that stuff on Facebook and all that good stuff, right? The, the, the basics. And like, so what's the viability of taking, you know, the funnels and the campaigns and the email marketing and all of that, just shoving it into WordPress so that the journey as, or the, or the, uh, the process wasn't necessarily as cumbersome as it would be doing. You have to do all of your WordPress work and then you have to go to your, your external system and do all the work there and then you have to connect the two and make it all hunky-dory. And that's kind of really where Groundhog started and we started building uh, the total suite of essential sales and marketing automation features that a small business could use within WordPress. Okay, and so I mean, you said you're focusing on small business. Is that because of your Infusionsoft background, or because you felt that you know trying to do anything other than small businesses was going to be too challenging as a, a startup marketing automation platform? Uh, well, I mean, there's truth in both of those statements. <laughs> um, 
Um, there's, uh, I mean, cer certainly going after enterprise clients with a WordPress plugin is probably not, would, would have a, we'd have a hard time finding product market fit for that, I think. <laughs> um, and WordPress is like what I know, and I know small business, and I know the struggles that, that they have. So we, what we I mean, it's, tech, it's definitely aimed at the small business community, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, uh, smaller organizations. There's, there's no question about that. And I mean, that's, that's the WordPress audience for the most part. I mean, there exists many enterprise companies using WordPress in some way, shape, or form, but not for what we necessarily have. Sure. Um, the, the other, the other uh, market that we actually really focus on that, you know, besides small businesses, and technically these are a subcategory of small businesses, but agencies. Mm -hmm. uh, so I used to be an agency, I, or I used to be in an agency, and I know a lot about being in an agency and running an agency and handling clients and quoting and all of that stuff. So we have a an entire product line like solely dedicated to helping agencies get better results for their clients as well. Because part of, part of the problem being an agency in another community like the Infusionsoft community or Active Campaign or pretty much any like software as a service product is that issue of you know you want to move on and take on other clients and but you can't because you are now like committed to one business and being their digital marketing house because they don't understand how to make it work so if we stuck it in wordpress it would make the transition process of like all right i build all of this stuff for you here's a video on how you use it and how you continue forward and now you can hand it off we make that process just a little bit easier and a little bit less cumbersome and make the implementation process faster and all this good stuff. So we're trying to provide a significant amount of value to agencies as well by providing our products to them so they can do it for their clients and just make that whole process easier. Sure. I mean, it sounds to me a little bit like um, how HubSpot certainly started pitching where they were saying that agencies were there to help the, the client get started, but ultimately that their vision, certainly in the early days, was that the client would uh, be running the system. I mean, did you did you see what HubSpot was trying to, to do and, and try and do it better, or was that not relevant? I, you know what, I, I took a lot of advice from a lot of people, and I certainly copied a significant number of strategies uh, from other businesses. That is not one of them. Um, I'm actually, I'm not familiar with the HubSpot startup journey all that much. I, I took it, I, advice I took early on was if you look at what everybody else was doing and just copied it, you'd basically remove your one competitive advantage, which is just being different. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, I tried to refrain from copying too much of what other CRM and marketing automation tools were doing simply because I didn't want that to bleed into the, 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 the difference factor that we offered our clients, which is, you know, we have it in WordPress and we're just trying to make the whole process easier by removing external software from service. Uh, so I tried not to, to learn, I mean, it's useful to learn that information, but I tried not to deploy that, that those other, others marketing strategies for other CRMs too much. I mean, I certainly borrowed some ideas in terms of user experience as well as uh, well as functionality, but I tried to refrain from doing too much in terms of our, our messaging and marketing in relation to, because it just removed the difference factor. Sure, sure. And, and I mean, obviously, the you know, the primary differentiator is, is the fact that it, it you know, to a, an end user appears as though it's part of WordPress. I mean, do you yeah. see that there are any other major differences you've got compared to other marketing information platforms? So that, I guess, I mean, that's that's the big one in terms of uh, messaging. 
there's, I mean, most most CRM companies in our in our industry are just solely focused on small businesses, and so I mean that that target market is evidently similar. So the the, the biggest differentiator is the is the fact that it's self-hosted versus software as a service, and a lot of our messaging is based on based around owning your data. You know, own don't rent. Uh, uh, all of the benefits of having self-hosted software versus kind of like the typical software as a service, which is kind of like, you know, we are your like one-stop quick fix to, you know, all of these problems. We don't, we don't, we know that there's no quick fixes to anything. So we kind of, we refrain from that line of terminology <laughs> and we don't make it seem, we try not to like make or just like tell people that it's easy because there's no, it's not easy, right? Marketing is not easy. Uh, building funnels is not easy. We try to make it as easy as possible and that's what we communicate. By we are we we provide community support, office hours, and all of these different methods of communication that you can get in touch with us to learn how you can put this process together, and that we're going to have you back as you do it. But we try to refrain from making telling people it's easy, right? But we're, what we do do is we drive home the message that we're here to support them when stuff get, does get hard. Cool, and and presumably a lot of the time. You're supporting people who, you know, certainly aren't email marketing specialists, and probably, maybe don't have uh, marketing as a hundred percent of their their role. Is that fair? That's uh, that's the vast majority. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the vast majority. I mean, so a lot of our a lot of our customer, a lot of our market, and we knew this going in, is people who are spinning up WordPress for the very first time. They're digitizing their business, and they're like, "Well, I, I heard from you know X Joe Blow on X podcast or X YouTube video or whatever that I needed to have email marketing as part of my thing, and I just did a quick Google search and I landed here. So now, what do I do next? Right? And that's that's uh, a vast majority of our, our of our clientele is at that level of education in terms of you know what what are our next steps. Fortunately we provide a significant amount of training and resources in order to take them to the next step of education, which is, all right, well, I need to build a list. I need to provide value to this list. And I need to send something to this list when I actually have their email address. And we walk them through the steps of the beginning stages of that. Um, but certainly the vast majority are, are as you described, it's like they, they've never touched, you know, and they've never sent an email to a list before or they have no idea how to write a hypnotic copyrighted email, or they, they like, what the hell is a funnel? And you have to explain all of this. You have to explain all of this uh, terminology and stuff, and, and we try to do that in an effective and, and concise way through our various courses that are available on our academy, as well as through our weekly office hours where we get people who, you know, just have some simple questions, and we get on, and we're like, all right, What's your question? And then we walk through on a video. And like, all right, well, here, here are the step-by-step -step answers to resolving this issue for you or getting you down the correct path. Sure. And, um, I mean, interestingly, your um, pricing model is, is, frankly, you know, much lower than, than most other competitors and doesn't... I suppose uh, that would be yeah. the, the second biggest differentiator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, so why did you choose to go in a, at a, a very different price point to everybody else? Well, uh, so, I mean, it's a pretty typical, I mean, our pricing model is a pretty typical WordPress plugin business uh, pricing model. We didn't, we didn't rewrite the book. We actually went in with a different pricing model uh, called the All Access Pass, and it's not too different from that now. 
But basically, we just had various different levels of you, like, pay one yearly fee, and you get literally everything that we offer, and you get it for this price, and you can act, you can install it on this many sites. And that was basically our model. Uh, and then we switched it up, I want to say, in September, maybe October of last year. Mm-hmm. And we switched it up to what it is now, which is pretty typical point of pricing. So we have Basic Plus Pro, and then we have an agency license. Uh, again, the package focused primarily just at digital marketing agencies and people who do stuff with clients. And then the other three packages are for your, you know, your typical business owner who's kind of wearing all hats and doing it themselves. Interesting, um, yeah. Yeah. So we go in. Uh, the, the the main difference between our pricing and our competitors' pricing in the software as a service industry is that we do not charge based on usage. Mm-hmm. You do not charge based on the number of contacts that you have or the number of emails that you send or, or kind of like the regular pricing benchmarks because we don't actually have any associated costs with the number of contacts that you have or the number of emails that you send because you're, you're using a self-hosted platform. We don't incur any hosting fees or management fees related to those things, so we don't necessarily have to charge for, the, for that. What we do charge for is automatic updates, licensing, and support. So if you want advanced support, you want to get in touch with our advanced support team, our tech team, and get problems fixed, then we charge for that privilege. And we also charge for uh, the actual distribution of the software, so the licensing, and for the automatic updates. Again, that ties in back to distribution, which is unique for our business, uh, simply because there's there's no incremental pricing as your business grows. So if your business is growing exponentially using a software as a service product, say active campaign, your bill, your monthly bill is also going to grow exponentially. Uh, with Groundhog, that doesn't happen. You pay regardless of whether you're at 100 contacts on your list or 100,000 contacts on your list, and we have people who have both, you pay the same $480 a year for the pro plan as you would you know, either company. So it's kind of just like democratized in that way. Uh, that that's that's a really different approach to um, billing compared to other um, systems. So, I, I mean, you, you mentioned you have people with a hundred thousand contacts. I mean, what, what is the the biggest um, uh, deployment of Groundhog that that you've seen? The current one, the current largest one that I'm aware of, and this is a recent client, and we're working with him very closely to make sure that. Uh, all of his stuff is running smoothly, and I, I'd be remiss if I say there weren't a couple hiccups at this at this level. Uh, I'd be remiss, and I'd be lying if I said there weren't. But you know, part of working with our team is that we work very closely with these kinds of these love these levels of clients in order to ensure that they have good experience. And this person is at three hundred and eighty thousand. Wow. Okay. Uh, contacts on his list. <laughs> so not 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 the biggest list that I've ever heard of, mm-hmm. but you know, pretty pretty sizable for you know. WordPress website, <laughs> right? So I, but it's working. So it worked good, and we're getting him sorted out and all this good stuff. And uh, he's happy, and we're happy. And the next largest after that is, I think, around one hundred and seventy-five thousand. And he's also he's also taking care of it at this point. And then we have a lot of other people operating totally like you know blissful in blissful ignorance in around anywhere from fifty thousand and below. Wow, and these guys are paying presumably forty dollars a month um, yep, for, just for, for the, huge the, databases. Yeah, just we don't we don't charge 
Maybe we should, but <laughs> I don't plan on charging for usage like like uh, like the other like software as a service platforms. There's a couple of reasons for this. Technologically, it would be really hard to keep track of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's so there's the technical aspect, but also just you know from being a, like a, a company that does things differently, uh, I don't plan on on going down that road. Okay, cool. So, I, I mean, you said you can get these huge databases running. What are the problems people come across? It seems to me, for example, um, setting up the email so that you get good deliverability could be an issue for for some of these less technical um, customers. Is that a problem? Uh, it's an uh, it is a problem, but there are but solutions exist, right? And it's just whether you're aware of the solutions or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have a couple of basically typical solutions. So the the the, the worst solution is to just send email directly from your host, uh, which some people do and is not recommended because you're if you're on a shared host, say with and I love SiteGround, but I'm gonna use them as an example because it's the only hosting company I can think of. <laughs> or you know what? I'm gonna use GoDaddy because nobody likes GoDaddy. Um, I'm going to use GoDaddy as an example. If you're on a shared host on GoDaddy, and you're basically sharing the same IP address on that host with a thousand other websites who are all sending email from that, and you can only send like 100 emails a day from GoDaddy hosting anyway, but you're sharing that IP address, and you have no control over the reputation of that IP address among all of these thousand different websites, and that's what happens when you send email from a shared hosting account, and this is true for any hosting company using shared hosting, yeah, uh, and GoDaddy, SiteGround, any of them. Like they all, they, this is the reality. So what we recommend is that you get yourself a dedicated transactional email service. And there are a significant number of those. Uh, one of the easiest ones to set up uh, that we recommend is something called SendWP, which is a dedicated WordPress transactional email service. And it's like a, it's literally like a one-click install. It's like unlimited emails for like $9 a month or something ridiculous. I don't know how they make money, but they do it somehow. <laughs> and uh, so that's what they do. Alternatively, uh, the big senders that I mentioned, people who have like massive lists, 380,000, 175,000, and, and those levels, they go right to AWS. We have an AWS SES, uh, simple email service integration, which provides like uh, bounce and complaint tracking and a blacklist and all of these other cool features. And it's API powered and it's really awesome. And that's what we do for the big people. And then somewhere in the middle, a lot of people like to go through our SMTP integration for stuff like SendGrid or Mailgun or SparkPost or any of those kind of like your typical uh, SMTP senders. And the deliverability that businesses experience is solely dependent on which provider they decide to go with. I experience uh, supreme deliverability with AWS myself. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we use for all of our email marketing, and I haven't had any issues with it, and I'm I'm pretty happy with the deliverability that they have. At this point, uh, Amazon Web Services controls most of the infrastructure for a lot of the uh, ISPs and their email clients, so they have a lot of control over their domain reputation and their IP reputation. So they can essentially, you know, they, they more or less write the rule book on deliverability at this point. So I find that I get de- good deliverability going through their service. Cool. Um, so, so if people have sorted out the, the infrastructure side and the emails, I, what do you see that um, really differentiates the customers that get great value and great results from using Groundhog against the customers that maybe are 
perhaps doing the wrong thing or not quite uh, not quite uh, taking the right approach? I mean, what would you say would be the difference? It all comes down to education, I think, and uh, your level of participation in the community. Um, a lot of, I, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people come into our group with uh, little to no education of digital marketing or email marketing. Uh, some of the, a lot of, some people come in with uh, much higher levels of education. You know, they're coming from other platforms. Uh, they're switching from another platform, or they went through uh, another digital marketer's course, and they're coming in with that level of experience. And some people are just not. And if you try and go into Groundhog and you try and start doing things without a level of like pre-existing knowledge of what you should be doing, then you're not going to have as good results as someone who went through that education process. We do our best to provide a level of education that brings everybody up to kind of the same level. I'm sure it could be better than what we're doing it, and we're actively working on making it better. Um, but for someone who doesn't seek out assistance or help or guidance, that is, you're not going to have as good results as someone who, who took those additional steps in order to learn from other people. Uh, we have various different ways, many ways, that you can get in touch directly with our team as well as with other business owners, marketers, and people within our community. We have an open Facebook group, an open user group, and you can just jump in there and you can just ask you know, the silliest questions or the most advanced questions. That's what it's there for. And people will respond to you and provide you with guidance on how to find resolutions to your issues. You can get in touch with us via live chat. You can open an advanced support ticket. Uh, you can jump on our weekly office hours. We have the Groundhog Academy now with courses in there. Uh, too specifically, we have the Quick Start course, which shows you the steps to building your first lead, uh, lead magnet funnel, as well as Course Creators Essentials. A lot of people are doing uh, or are doing their own uh, education online for their specific niches, and we have courses dedicated to getting your marketing automation set up for those platforms as well. So there's lots of ways that you can learn and educate yourself on proper, solid digital marketing strategy and email marketing strategy. But if you don't take those steps, you're not going to have great results. And that's kind of just the way that it is. Well, I mean, that's amazing. There's so, <laughs> there's so many ways for people to learn. That sounds like an incredible resource. I mean, how long did it take Groundhog to get to this stage? It seems like you've, you've achieved an awful lot. How long has it taken? Just over, uh, just over a year, year and a quarter, year and three months. We, we started this whole thing, I want to say. Uh, well, I started actually coding myself. I, I, I built an MVP, uh, like a first first generation groundhog in two months between August 2018 and I guess September, October, yeah, October 2018. And then we hired on our first employee. And from there, we kind of just kept working and building and working and building. And here we are today, a year and a bit later. That's amazing. So how many people work for Groundhog now? Okay, so there's, there's, we actually have two. There's only two people on payroll, but our team is actually technically six. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we steal help from a marketing agency in Toronto. Uh, we're actually based in their office, <laughs> and we borrow help from their team probably more than we should. Uh, but they, but so we have, they're, at, they're, they're actually in our team photo on our website so our team is technically six mm -hmm. uh, or seven i think i think it's like like seven but there's two people on payroll uh but we're all kind of like in it together at this point <laughs> wow and and how many uh people are, are currently paying to use groundhog how big is the company in terms of revenue so in, in terms of revenue we have about four four hundred something clients actually paying yearly fees 
uh, and renewing, which is awesome. And then we have an additional 600. There's there's a nine, just over 900 active installations is quoted on the WordPress.org repository. So that would that would indicate 600 and something who are just using the, or is it 500? Yeah, so 900 minus 400, so about 500 something people just using the free platform. And that's because you can do a whole awful lot just using just using the free version as well on the, on the .org. Well, but that's a very high percentage um, uh, paid customers versus free, though. For most freemium companies, would kill for that sort of ratio. My uh, yeah, well, well, part of, part of what you know, we 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 made it. We we know how what the percentage of like, you know typical conversion rate for freemium products is, and it's not great. I'm like, well, I'm not going to let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so we we I, uh, it was a conscious effort from the very beginning that at any cost we should attempt to get someone to upgrade to some level of license if not a full like four hundred forty dollars a month uh pro plan then at least for advanced support or one of the extensions mm -hmm. uh so there are many ways uh to and, and i think a lot of that is down to our our attempt at getting them involved in the community once you become a regular like in, involved in the community it's it's very very it comes to like 90 percent more likely that you're gonna upgrade to some sort of plan so as soon as you go through the guided setup installation it's all about you know join us on facebook join us on twitter subscribe to us on youtube get them in the facebook group and they see all of these people doing these great things with the premium extensions and then it's kind of just like well it's a matter of time at this point so we have a super huge involved or, or push to get them in our community and, and just like active. And from that point, we start to see people upgrade. Without the community, I don't think we'd have the same conversion rate from free to paid uh, as we do. And I think a lot of the reasons that we don't see that, that level of conversion from other freemium plugins is they just they're missing that community aspect. Uh, I think community in 2020 is probably one of the greatest things that you could introduce to your business in order to, to increase revenue and increase customer involvement. And if you don't have community at this point, I think you're you're greatly missing out on an opportunity there. It's not super difficult to run a community the way that I run mine. Is I have this I have well, I added everybody to this this Facebook group first of all, and I communicate with this group once per week for one hour. I get or 30 minutes to 45 minutes to one hour. I get on Facebook and I do a Facebook Live and I just talk about a subject that I thought of maybe half an hour before. <laughs> I put some slides together really, really quickly and I share with them my thoughts on some some topic. Uh, yesterday, I did this. It was, I talked a little about the, the global situation and, and how people are scared and what we as business owners are obligated to do in order to kind of like keep the status quo and ensure that we all get through this together. And I shared some thoughts on that, and I do that every week, and that's how I communicate with uh, with my people and keep them involved and engaged, and, and that's what leads to to revenue. And that takes that that whole process takes maybe I want to say five hours a week involvement in your community. If you have if you don't have that time to spare, then that's okay. But I, I I'm fortunate that I have who supports me that and can also invest their time in the Facebook group, responding to people, communicating with people, and going through that, those, that, those live calls to involve and engage people. I actually have people comment their issues during those live streams. People can comment their issues uh, in the chat, because there's a chat system for Facebook Lives. And I will read out their question 
and answer it live on the call. I record it and I upload it to the Academy. So anybody who didn't catch it live can at least get the benefit from anybody else's questions on the recording on the Academy website. And then I push that out yeah, as an email broadcast to the list. Amazing. That sounds really helpful for uh, for your users. I mean, it, it sounds like you've really built a huge amount of momentum in a, a very short amount of time. I mean, I'm guessing you're you're coming up on about fifteen thousand dollars a month revenue, which is is good for a, a, a company. Where do you see this going? I mean, how big do you think you can get in terms of a, a platform? Well, uh, as any founder, I have gross aspirations. <laughs> um, <laughs> Realistically, uh, though, real, realistically speaking, I see this as about 3,000 users by the end of this year. So at, at the end of 2019, we were at 700. And I see us, uh, if I just, if I just looking at the metrics, I see us around 3,000 by the end of this year. Uh, and from there, it's kind of anybody's guess. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get somewhere to around the... So here's the thing, if I put it into context with what other with other software as a service applications, Infusionsoft has maybe 50,000, somewhere in between 50 and 70,000 businesses on their platform. ActiveCampaign has some more, anywhere from 100 to 130. And somewhere in that range for us would be a massive accomplishment in the time that we've been around. Because those companies have been around way longer than we have. So getting anywhere near that within the next five years would be nothing short of stellar. What I'd like and what, you know, I, you know, kind of if best case scenario and it's just all sunshine and rainbows the whole way there, which I know it won't be. But if it was, then I'd like to see like some sort of like the adoption of WooCommerce or Elementor where you're at that four million mark. And it's just incredible growth at that point. And you're just like, I mean, you're just able to help so many people. Realistically, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if we're going to be there in five years. While it would be awesome, those are like, uh, WooCommerce has had a long time to develop that sort of, um, that sort of uh, following. And, and Elementor is a low touch product. It's a page builder. It doesn't require the level of knowledge or expertise to implement as marketing automation does. So I'm aware of like the, the market that we serve is very specific. And I'm not sure if there's 4 million people in the WordPress community who will require our services at this point. Uh, but anywhere from 100 to the 200,000 mark would be nothing short of just fan, freaking fantastic, man. Yeah. That's, I, I mean, that's an incredible number. I, I mean, have you taken any uh funding or have people approached you and offered you funding uh i can tell you a little about our funding uh so at the start of all this i did a friends and family round and i was able to scrape together some dollars to support me for uh support me and my employees for a couple months uh and from there and, and current currently we're, we're operating on on cash flow at the wow. moment <laughs> so currently uh i was fortunate to be able to scrounge together uh, the, the the friends and family round and put that to good use and I think that we you know we un unlike so many you know businesses that that fail to, to put together it's like what is it like a ridiculous number of small businesses fail within the first year it's like ninety percent or whatever it is and uh, I'm fortunate that I'm not one, I'm not just another statistic in that category and I was able to put that money to good use and we're now operating on cash flow which is great a lot of a lot of companies can't say that within their first year so I'm fortunate. 
and uh, I'm happy about that. I can tell you that we went we, we went out twice to venture capitalists. So recently, uh, most recently, I went to a pitch competition. Like I want to say two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. not even like not even like two weeks ago, I went. And they all, there was like five of them and you go and stand. It's very intimidating. You stand in front of your screen and you do your pitch. And I thought it was okay. I worked hard on it. And uh, they're all like sitting there grimaced faced. You know, I, I thinking to themselves, I will decide whether you can move on or not. Right. They have feeling powerful. And uh, so I finished the pitch. It's like a five minute pitch. And they're asking me all these questions. And after the pitch, they're like, so what does it do? And I'm like, oh God. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. And it's like, I don't get it, you know? And I'm like, I, I'm showing them the revenue figures and the profitability and all of this stuff. And we're literally, literally at the presentation, they're asking me questions that I answered in the presentation, or at least I thought I answered. And it was just a total train wreck. <laughs> so uh, needless to say, that was not a successful venture. I also applied, I applied to Tiny Seed, uh, which is the guy who founded Drift. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not Drift, sorry, Drip. Uh, and... Uh, I did not, I, I, I got to the second round of that. I did not make it past the second round in, in order to get funding from there. I mean, at this point, the I don't, funding is not required. We're operating on cash flow. Uh, and really just funding would allow us to add you know, additional staff and grow a little bit faster than our current rates. And growth is nice, although not, you know, we're going to get there eventually anyway. It's just, you know, can we pick up the pace, essentially? But it's not something that we require. And... The big problem is that VCs, I found, don't like investing in companies that don't have any IP. And that's one that's one thing about Groundhog is that since all of our plugins are technically licensed under GPL, uh, we don't necessarily have any IP because at any point someone can go and fork it and totally just like copy us or whatever, right? And that that's a risk that we offer and we're basically just operating on trust in the community that nobody's going to do that. Um, but if you don't have any UIP, then there's technically a lot, you know, VCs for technology companies equate value to technology and not necessarily the, the service, the community, the revenue numbers or any of that. It's all about, well, what value in terms of technology do you have to offer the marketplace? And if you can't show that that value or that technology is actually worth anything or that you can't keep it under lock and key, then all of a sudden your company is far less valuable than it would have been had we been a software as a service company. Mm-hmm. Second hurdle to VC funding is annual uh, is annually recurring revenue. We don't we don't at this time have any MRR. It, all of it is ARR, so annual recurring revenue versus monthly recurring revenue. And MRR is really where people want to be at uh, since it's easier to do revenue predictions and all of this stuff and uh, the renewal rate is it's easier to calculate churn and all these things. Uh, for annually recurring companies, that, that's kind of just like a WordPress thing that we have to do. It'd be hard service licensing and support on an MRR basis, and we would not be able to operate on revenue at MRR either. Uh, a lot of the reason why we're able to do the great things that we do is we're able to collect that money up front. We're able to say, all right, we're going to charge you for the year at this monthly price point, and that is essentially then, you know, that's like four. So if it's 12 times 40, that's essentially a, that's like 12 customers coming in at $40 a month in one month. And that allows you to do a lot more with that money. 
and grow faster versus if you were only operating on that monthly budget every month. So that's there's a couple things to think about there, but those are some hurdles that we face when when going out and trying to get other people to invest per se. Well, that, that's that's fascinating, and I think. Um... I think what you've talked about and how much you've achieved in such a short time would probably put anyone off trying to uh, take the code and compete directly with you. So uh, hopefully we won't see that. I'm, I, I'm sure people... I actually, I actually have, a, I have, a, I have a note on that. So I, I, I went to an event last year and one of the speakers was talking about competition. Uh, we have a, we have existing competition kind of in the WordPress space in, in, a, couple, in a couple markets. Uh, these products are not necessarily equivalent to Groundhog in any way, but there there is overlap. And one of those is Zero BS, uh, Zero BS CRM, and they were recently acquired by uh, the big man himself at Automatic. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's something. They they are way more CRM focused than than we are. We are a lot on the marketing automation side, and then CRM is in there. And these guys are like way more CRM kind of like typical sales force kind of stuff. That's what that's what they do. And there's a little bit of overlap there. And there's also uh, a couple of WordPress mailing plugins, newsletter, MailPoet, and those are more like MailChimps than ActiveCampaign or Infusionsoft is what kind of kind of like equate ourselves to, or even HubSpot for us. <laughs> and th those ones are more serving the MailChimp type audience. So there's a little bit of overlap, but I would actually invite other businesses to kind of enter the market because if uh, other people can show that or other businesses can make themselves viable ba based on, you know, the, the technology stack that we offer, that would only serve to kind of educate the overall general WordPress audience. And when they eventually get tired of our competitor in that space, then they'll end up with us anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> it's uh, I, fi I find that competition in the same place only seeks to educate the market even further. One of the biggest hurdles that we face as growing as a WordPress services company is education in terms of people didn't even know it, it was possible, right? And they're like, wait, I just found out this exists and I had never heard of it before and I just didn't know. It's not a, So one of our main hurdles is as soon as someone actually finds out about us, they're all in. They're like, this is freaking great. But the, the, the one of the biggest problems that we have is outreach and actually informing and educating the general WordPress audience that, hey, listen, you don't have to go to HubSpot Infusionsoft Active Campaign. You, you can keep this in WordPress and it's possible and yes, it requires a little bit of configuration, but once it's set up, it's all hunky-dory. So that, that's one of our biggest challenges, and, and inviting competitors into the space would only seek to actually minimize that challenge for us. Wow, that's, that's interesting that more competition could actually help you grow faster. That's, uh, that's an amazing situation. Yeah, so and, and eventually, you know, eventually what happens is the winner wins out. So we saw that with WooCommerce. A couple of e-commerce players existed in early WordPress days. Uh, WooCommerce was forked from one of them, and uh, kind of the then a battle of e-commerce plugins ensued, and then WooCommerce eventually won out as kind of being like the de facto one. And I and uh, currently, since we don't have any competition, we are currently kind of like the de facto one. But the education isn't there in order to bring that to a, a much larger audience, unless I can get in front of like a million people at once. But I don't see that happening at any point in the near future. Uh, just put me on a stage somewhere at like Carnegie Hall or something. <laughs> uh, That'd be great. So, I'd love yeah. to come and see you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, competition would be, yeah, competition is welcome and I'm not particularly worried about it and like may the best plug in win and you know, there's consolidation and all this stuff. So we'll see. 
Great. So I imagine I imagine it's a sector that will grow in the near future. So, so if somebody wanted to try Groundhog, how would they uh, go about, you know, evaluating it, trying it out, and seeing what it does for them? Well, uh, so we are a freemium company, which means that, <clears throat> excuse me, we are a freemium company, which means that you can go to WordPress.org forward slash Groundhog with two Gs and download it and install it on the WordPress site, and you can go through the guided setup. Uh, most, if not all, of our education is totally free to consume and enjoy. Uh, the only exception to that is our certified partner program. And we uh, then you can just kind of like go through the quick start and you can start uh, creating funnels and you can start testing them. And you can even launch your funnels to totally on the free uh, the free repo version. There's, there's like no payment required. And eventually you'll come to a point where it's like, well, I want to do this really cool thing or I saw someone in the group do this really cool thing. And then at that point you can uh, invest in a, one of our premium licenses, one of our premium plans. If you want to test out some of the premium functionality before making your investment, we have uh, we have this unique thing. So you can pay nine dollars. Uh, it's a nine dollar one-time fee. And what we will do is we will spin up a WordPress installation for you, which you can log into, and you can test out all the premium functionality uh, without making the upfront four hundred eighty dollar purchase. So that is another avenue that you can go down in order to test uh, uh, or test and play uh, and enjoy yourself in a totally like yours to break and maintain and have fun with WordPress installation. Amazing. And if you decide to upgrade after that, we'll put the $9 to your upgrade fee. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's brilliant. And, and what if people want to get in contact with you personally? What's the best way to reach you, Adrian? Uh, so... The, uh, <laughs> There are so many. Um, so first thing I would do is go to the open user group on Facebook. It's called the Groundhog Open User Group. I am in there pretty much every day. And you can ask a question, and chances are I, if someone else doesn't respond, I will respond. Uh, I keep my head very, very low to the ground in that sense, and I uh, really try to understand the turbulences and the and the roadblocks that our customers are having so that I know and I can prioritize uh, our team effectively. So first things first, open user group. Second thing, uh, we have live chat on the site and you are more than welcome to bug our, our team and say, hey, listen, is Adrian available? And uh, if I am, I'll come I'll talk to you personally. Uh, again, I like, to, I like to hear from customers directly. And finally, uh, you can send an email to info at groundhog.io. Uh, I can't guarantee a response. I, as you can imagine, as a digital marketer and email person, I get a significant number of emails per day, and all of them go into the same inbox because I have not organized it effectively. Uh, so, but you can try, and you can send an email to info at groundhog.io. Uh, again, with two Gs at the end, and uh, I will, if I see it, I'll respond. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time, Adrian. It's been fascinating, you know, hearing what you're doing and how quickly you've uh, built up what, what's an impressive marketing automation business. So I wish you all the luck in uh, changing um, how people see marketing automation in the future. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for having me. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you, Adrian. Thanks so much for listening to Marketing B2B Tech. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if you did, please make sure you subscribe on iTunes or on your favourite podcast application. 
If you'd like to know more, please visit our website at napierb2b.com or contact me directly on LinkedIn.